Hey, it's Matt Johnson, and welcome back to Rest Eat Move Podcast. As we're in between a couple episodes recording, I thought it would be good to replay an Eating for Better Mental Health webinar we did, because October is Mental Health Awareness Month, and October 10th is Mental Health Awareness Day, and I think this is such relevant information for this time. And also through the month of October, we're going to focus our podcast on stress, mental health, anxiety, and so enjoy this replay of Eating for Better Mental Health. But I really want to focus today on eating for better mental health. And before I talk about eating for better mental health, we got to talk about there's more to mental health than just eating the right foods. I understand that. We fully understand that. But we don't think enough people are evaluating and using the power of food to improve their mental health. We know breathing and mindfulness and meditation and sleep, these things all are important, exercise. So we want you to have a holistic view, but today we're gonna focus in on a subject called eating for better mental health because a lot of people are not connecting the dots. And I'm gonna show you some of those dots to connect and I'm gonna give you some practical things to do today. But to start, anxiety, depression, emotions, mood, happiness, these are all problems that we're facing and pandemic, um, working from home, all these issues are creating kind of some overwhelm. But when we think of food and mood, it's pretty connected. So the food we eat controls the health of our gut. And I'm gonna talk about digestive health a lot today. And the health of our gut communicates to our brain, a healthy mind. And it also works the opposite direction, from a healthy mind to a healthy gut to controlling the food you want to consume. That's the connection today. We're going to talk about tactics, strategies, mindsets. we got three simple mindsets, but the food you eat controls the healthier gut. The healthier gut communicates to your mind. But where are we at? And I, I took all these pictures. I put a collage. My favorite is the bottom right corner where the little girl is pulling on mom's glasses while she's trying to work. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of stressors. And I'm not going to talk about stress management today, but food really can help us react a little bit differently. And when we think of mental health, whether it's stress-related or anxiety or fear or worry, depression, mood, ADHD, we got to pause and say, huh, what is mental health? And obviously our mental health is being tested in 2020. But I like to define mental health very simply. It's how you act and feel. It's your behaviors and your emotions. And when you think about the brain, we've all heard the central nervous system, the nervous system. I'm not gonna use these fancy words today or scientific words. I'm gonna talk about how you act and how you feel. And that's directly related to anxiety, which is a high level of worry or uncertainty uh, uncomfortableness, depression, where you just don't have that, that passion. You kind of feel like you're in a rut. ADHD, the inability to focus that's connected to the mind and the uh, gut. And then happiness. I think everyone's searching for positivity, joy, happiness. And so the brain, the nervous system, mental health is, I'm simplifying it. It's how you act and how you feel. And so what's the connection between food? Well, the food we eat goes through this digestion. 
And your gut, from your mouth to your bowels, are called the enteric nervous system. Wow, I never knew that. I never knew that the second largest nervous system is in the gut. And that's why it's considered the second brain. Nutrition, digestion, absorption, elimination, all happens in the gut. And if we don't have a healthy gut, which we have worse digestion than ever before, it's gonna be really hard for us to have a positive mind. So there's three big problems, and I'm gonna to try to have fun today. Some of you have heard some of this, some of it's new. At the end of the day, it's not what you know, it's what you do. And trust me, I know people are struggling with a lot of these mental health issues. October's Mental Health Awareness Month. But we gotta step back and say, maybe we don't need that instant fix. Maybe we don't have to hack and dabble and, and really succumb to the quick, easy option. See, the options I'm gonna give you today are simple, but they're not easy. What simple mean means I'm gonna give you some blocking and tackling, eat some more whole foods and maybe some of these superfoods, but it's simple and it's trying to deal with a complex system. And so I love Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I love this quote, uh, the golden goose. We all want it now. We want that quick, easy fix. When we're anxious or have focus issues, we want simple, easy fixes. But we're not going after the source of the problem. We're not going after the solution. So we have to change this, this problem we have with this quick, easy button. Let's make it simple, but let's understand it's gonna require a little change, some behavior change. Number two is we have a toxic food environment. I got a couple toxic foods around here. We don't have to spend a lot of time on what we shouldn't eat, but we gotta know that the food we're putting in the body is foods that the body can't recognize. It doesn't know what to do with it. It stores it in different ways. It creates this imbalance and this gut problem inflammation. This is a Luther burger. Many of you have seen this, but we have a toxic food environment. We need to back up and say, how do we use food to make us feel good without trying to give everything up? So food can be something that connects us. It can be fun. My twin sister, Kristen, she always talks about food is love. Let's have fun with food, but let's recognize if we have too much toxic food, we're gonna have several different issues. And the last thing is there's too much information. You know, I'm overwhelmed with information. What's the new supplement, diet, trend, superfood, science, literature, blah, 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 data. But we gotta back up, but what's the basics? What's the education we need to know? One piece of education that I think, hey, might've been a light bulb, is your digestion is your second brain. It communicates to your nervous system. Wow, I've had IBS, Crohn's, celiac disease, autoimmune issues, stomach pain, and I never connected the dots. So we're gonna try to educate today. We're not gonna throw a bunch of information. We gotta understand there's so much information, but that doesn't create education. And so those three problems, let's stop trying to find the quick fixes. Let's find simple solutions, not the easy solutions. Let's make, it, make sure that we're kind of feeding the body versus toxic food and then let's focus on education. So if you want a piece of paper, a pen, you're gonna get follow-up of the, the, the tactics. I'm gonna send you the recording. But mindset number one is something that we sometimes hurdle over. Matt, I just am not happy. I'm not in a good mood. I feel nervous all the time. I can't focus. What do I need to do? What are the foods I need to eat? Well, before we go into that, let's back up. Have you ever been fatigued? 
exhausted. Like I'm talking acute fatigue or exhaustion. Maybe you were doing something that you're just working on the house all day. And we know we need a warm meal and some sleep so that we can handle that acute exhaustion. When it comes to mindset number one, we have to understand we require energy to feel and perform our best. And so many people don't have the energy they need. And so it's no wonder that we don't feel and act the way we want. And so energy comes from food. We're gonna focus on energy to start today. Now we're manufacturing energy at an alarming rate. I have energy drinks, I have soda pop, I have these things that glow in the dark. We're constantly searching for this quick, easy energy. We gotta back up and say, well, where do I get energy? Well, you get energy from food. And so if the food you're eating is not supporting your energy, you're gonna need to supplement with caffeine, energy drinks, sugary foods, processed foods, motivational quotes. So we gotta get away from this manufactured energy. We gotta start harvesting energy from real food. Well, how are we gonna do that? Well, let's go to the basic three on target living principles. If you haven't heard these, I'll give you the quick synopsis. If you have, remember it's about learning and evolving and practicing. But number one is what's the source of what you're consuming? And the closer you move to the source, the healthier it is for you. The better it is for your digestion. The more you're gonna be able to communicate the right messages to the body. This is sugar cane at the source, not a problem. You gotta cut it and chew it and there's got fiber and minerals and vitamins and water. You process sugar, it becomes a problem. And so we gotta get to this source concept because everybody's focusing on how many calories, how many grams of sugar. Before that, what's the source? Flax seeds are gonna be healthier for the gut, better for the brain, than gel capsule flaxseed oil. The difference is the source. Flax seeds, $1.50 a month, gel capsules, $40 a month. We've processed it, we've heated it up, we've added uh, gelatin capsules, we've moved far from the source. Well, I made this special for this conversation today. There's so much noise around apple cider vinegar, prebiotics, uh, kombucha tea, fermented things. These are all fantastic. Let's make it simple. This scale from value, the best value, to the highest cost. So on the left is the value, on the right is the cost. An apple is gonna be the cheapest, most valuable, one of the most valuable foods we can eat for better mental health. And I'll get into why in a little bit. But we like these quick, easy, trendy, sexy things. Apple cider vinegar, I love apple cider vinegar. We got some in the on-target living refrigerator behind me. But apple cider vinegar comes from apples. If we eat more apples, we're gonna get similar benefits, if not better benefits, and the cost is gonna be less. So apple cider vinegar, I use it as a salad dressing. I cook with it, occasionally I'll take Maybe some in a cocktail with uh, mineral water, hot water, lemon. These are fine. But eating an apple is gonna be the most profound impact, value, cost. Well, if you Google apple cider vinegar, and I, I challenge you to do this, the first thing you're gonna see is apple cider vinegar gummies. It's the number one selling supplement on Amazon. Number one, it's expensive. You need about 60 of those little gummies to equal a tablespoon of real apple cider vinegar. We have to get away from the supplementation, away from this quick, easy, uh, cheap options. Apple cider vinegar gummies is so far from the source, 
It might have some benefits, but it's gonna cost way more and it's gonna be less potent than if we go closer to the source. Google this later today. We played a little game and, and did some modification. You see some most yum per dollar. Um, so these are some of the challenges we see, especially when it comes to mental health. Last thing, use this food target. I'm gonna share this if you don't have it. This is our signature food target and it's designed on quality. And I'll be honest with you, when I feel anxious, when I feel tired, when I feel like I have not the right digestion, it's usually when I'm moving away from the center of the food target. And so the power of quality leads to better energy. Better energy allows us to feel and act the way we want. Mindset number two, and some of this is so basic and we've known it forever, but we're not talking about it enough. Good digestion equals healthy nervous system. Now it also works the opposite direction. If you've ever been nervous, you have crummy digestion. You ever had butterflies in your stomach or been so nervous or anxious that you can't eat? Your mouth starts to get dry and your digestion shuts down. It works the same way. If you're putting in poor quality food, you create inflammatory responses, you start to become allergic to foods you've never been allergic to, it starts to communicate to your nervous system. Now, as I was researching for this, this webinar, doing a little bit of a deeper dive, in the 1900s, 120 years ago, there was a study where we were trying to connect the dots between the gut and the brain. And what they were trying to do is find people that were allergic to roses. They had an allergy to roses, so anytime they were around uh, roses, they would have an immune response. Well, what they found is if they used a fake rose and the brain thought it was real, it'd create that same response. And so it's the same thing that happens with food. If you've ever gotten sick from bad food or food poisoning, sometimes you don't wanna eat those foods or maybe never again. And so that's the connection between a good digestion and a nervous system is they communicate back and forth. And your gut is your enteric nervous system from your mouth, and I can't stress enough, we need to use our teeth and our saliva in chewing food from down to the esophagus, stomach, uh, small intestines, large intestines, and out the body. This is your gut from your mouth to your bowels. And how are we gonna improve digestion and gut health and the nervous system? We gotta think of pH balance. The health of your gut is really dependent on if you're in balance from a pH standpoint, ideally more alkaline than acid. Now, your stomach is very acid, but the more you put the body in an alkaline situation, you're gonna have better digestion. Here's all you need to know. Acid creates inflammation in your digestive tract. Processed foods, uh, dead foods that don't have digestive enzymes, things that don't rot. I have a couple things up here that would oxidize and change if, if I'd left them out. These foods have been sitting here for six months. And so understanding pH balance is key for digestion. It's key for making our body perform better from a ner nervous system standpoint. So the more acidic creates inflammation, the more alkaline we get, the less inflammation, and the gut can do what it's meant to do. Now what happens, and before what happens, we're gonna send you this new pH target because just eating in the food target allows you to get more alkaline, but sometimes people wanna see, hey, what foods are the most alkalizing? Matt, I have acid reflux. Matt, I have gout. 
I've had kidney stones. I've had all these acidic stemming issues. How do I get more alkaline? Well, there's foods that make the body, al that alkalize the body, and there's foods that make the body more acidic, including practices like breathing and exercise. So I'll share this. This is a new uh, product. You can thank my sister. She spent a lot of time to put this together. Just gives you a better snapshot at what foods, what practices allow you to get more alkaline. But let's get really down and dirty. So most of us don't think about the gut. We eat the food and we expect it just to do what it's designed to do. Well, up until this point, last 15, 20 years, we really haven't had to worry about it. How many of you have heard of prebiotics or probiotics 15 years ago? How many heard of gluten intolerances or food sensitivities or leaky gut? These are new uh, challenges that we have based on the food that we're eating. A healthy gut, this is what it looks like at a cross section. You have these vela, and these vela absorb nutrients in the small intestine. They uh, control what comes in and what's absorbed in the body, but the body doesn't leak from the, the gut lining into the, the blood, the circulation. And so what leaky gut is, an unhealthy gut, is when you're putting a bunch of junk in the body. The wrong food, high inflammatory food, processed foods, not enough pre and probiotics. And it creates this gap in your digestive lining called porous, porous in your, your uh, gut lining. And this is called intestinal uh, permeability, leaky gut. Fibromyalgia, ADHD, brain fog, autoimmune issues, happen when the digestion, the inside of your gut, starts to break down and waste and food starts to penetrate where it shouldn't penetrate. And so if you understand the more alkaline you are, the less acidic you are, the more pre and probiotics, and we'll talk about that in a second, we make this great environment, which then starts to communicate to the body, hey, let's start focusing on the positives. Serotonin, which controls our mood, 95% of it is created in the gut. And so if you don't have good gut, it's impossible to create that serotonin. So here's the three ways to improve pH balance, to focus on digestion. It's simple. Number one, water. If you have a kid at home that's suffering from ADHD, let's just start with more water. Or if yourself, you're, you feel like you're kind of in a little rut or other issues, Water is essential to making that environment uh, as ideal as possible. Half your body weight in ounces of water a day and it's gonna help you with energy. Number two, what you put in the water matters. Lemons, limes, citrus fruit, these are all alkalizing foods. By digestion, back to digestion, it makes the body more alkaline. You make the body more alkaline, you're gonna start working with the body versus against it. A lot of people are like, ah, I already know water. So instead of knowing I need to drink water, let's start doing it. Most people are dehydrated. Water is essential for good gut health, which uh, as you've heard plenty times so far, leads to good brain health. Number two, it's not necessarily always the food you're eating. You know, we're cutting out gluten and we're not eating peanuts and we're uh, trying to eat clean and less, less processed carbohydrates. That's all great. I'll get to that in a second. But there's some foods that if I said, hey, these are the top foods you need to consume for better mental health, these are the foods. And it's like a broken record. Why? Because the body is connected. 
I talked about the body is connected. You're going to have a bunch of different issues that are interconnected. If you have IBS, do you know that you're like 50% uh, more likely to have anxiety and, or mental health issues? So we're going to cross, um, you know, the mind-body connection. But these are the superfoods. These are the nutrients that we need to get for better mental health. As simple as it is, we need omega-3s. The number one thing for ADHD, omega-3 fats. The number one thing for better myelin sheath, which I'll get to in a second, which is sometimes related to MS and some other uh, nerve breakdowns, omega-3 fats. What do you need for better digestion and protection of that gut lining? Omega-3 fats. 95% of our society is deficient in these omega-3 fats. You've heard this before if you've been on any webinars or gone through any of our programs. Two simple ways. The omega-3 fats, number one is we recommend a fish oil. The fish oil we recommend is cod liver oil. Why? Because cod liver oil has a nutrient called vitamin D3, another critical nutrient uh, that allows the body, the mind, to be supported. We know when we don't get enough vitamin D3, the winter blues, we don't feel our best. That's one of the benefits with the cod liver oil. One tablespoon first thing in the morning. This is essential if you know anyone that's have mental health issues. This is the raw nutrient to support the brain. Now, okay, let's talk about some others. Flax seeds, chia seeds. I talked about flax seeds and getting going at the source. Well, how do I consume flax seeds or chia seeds? Well, I have chia seeds here. They've been soaking in some um, cherry juice for about an hour. And you soak these chia seeds, it creates a pudding. And this is one of the best things for digestion. Allows you to get omega-3s, it's high in fiber, pro and prebiotics. This is an amazing little cocktail, simple to do. Chia seeds, some type of juice, let it soak. These are some ways to get the omega-3s. Fish oil, specifically cod liver oil, flax, and chia. The second gut health alkalizing food that most people are missing are greens. Chlorophyll, which is spirulina chlorella, this is amazing for your digestion. And this is one of those foods that allows our body to capture some toxins. So the fiber of spirulina chlorella binds to some of these toxins that create this imbalance in our gut and eliminates them. And so if we're not getting some of these greens, the body really can't do what it's designed to do. Two ways to get the greens, spirulina chlorella. A lot of you know about it, some of you are taking it, some of you are like, hey, that sounds weird. But this is one of the oldest foods on the planet. And what I've seen working with people with mental health issues, if you can get a little chlorophyll in their system, their energy goes up and their toxicity goes down, which allows that gut to be healthier. My favorite gut health remedy is frozen unpasteurized wheatgrass. It's high in prebiotics, probiotics, 90 minerals. It's very alkalizing. If there's one thing that starts to really attack some autoimmune issues, it's your wheatgrass, and we've had so many success stories. So again, the key is, is what are the foods we need to add before we start focusing on what we need to remove? The last piece is we need pre and probiotics. And I made this little graphic up in the left corner. There's so much noise around supplementation. We don't need to get our pre and probiotics from a pill because it comes from food. The challenge is we're cutting out many of these foods, apples, fermented foods, uh, asparagus, broccoli, spinach, kale, sweet potatoes, baked potatoes. 
These are some of the pre and probiotics. And what we're gonna share with you is this chart. And a prebiotic is the food that kind of makes the environment uh, successful for the good bacteria. Bananas, onions, oatmeal. Oatmeal is one of the most amazing grains at calming the body. Berries, oranges, chia seeds, nuts, seaweed. These are some of the prebiotics. We don't need to get them from a supplement. Probiotics. I have uh, fermented foods, sauerkraut, apple cider vinegar is great. You can get, again, the same benefits from apple. Kombucha tea, lemons, one of the best probiotics. So again, going after food, and then also there's symbiotics, foods that are pre and probiotics, and one of those being an apple. Raw honey, spirulina chlorella, cacao nibs. And so adding these foods, whether it's for your kids, or your spouse or yourself asking, am I getting some of these foods before I go down the path of a pre and probiotic? Remember, your imbalance of pre and probiotics is the leading cause to this inflammatory response in your digestion tra digestive tract that can create this uh, intestinal permeability issue or leaky gut, and so looking at these pre and probiotics. And then getting back to quality amount of ingredients, one ingredient versus 32. And if you can't read some of these foods, you probably shouldn't eat it. And that's where making upgrades is really powerful. Mindset number three, round in the corner, we're gonna open up for Q&A, is macro and micronutrients. So we all heard of macronutrients, carbs, proteins, and fats, but what are micronutrients? Prebiotics, probiotics, your microbiome, biome, We're, we hear about this more, vitamins, minerals. And so looking at these nutrients and what they do, I'm gonna focus on fats to start. Biggest challenge when people have mental health issues is they're not getting the right type of fats. Now we're getting into what to do. So start writing these things down. Fats help heal the body and specifically, they're amazing for communication to the brain. They help protect your myelin sheath, they help your nerves uh, send better signals, whether that's focus issues. They help heal and repair the body if there's some damage like inflammation. And so if you look at MS or ADHD, it's a breakdown or a, a challenge with your myelin sheath. And when we age or we're putting the wrong stuff in the body, this myelin sheath breaks down. A healthy myelin sheath on the left, unhealthy myelin sheath on the right. Well, that, let's ask what protects the myelin sheath. It's fats. These are, these are fats that per, uh, surround every nerve in the human body. So the omega-3s, healthy saturated fats, better cooking oils, cutting out some of the processed, uh, genetically modified oils that we overconsume, And so we can start to connect, wow, fats have a relationship to our nerves? That's the connection I'm trying to make today. Here's the top three fats that you need to consume if you feel like you're having any of these mental health issues. Omega-3s. You need about 3,000 milligrams of omega-3s every single day, specifically 1,500 milligrams of DHA and EPA every single day. One tablespoon of the cod liver oil, one or two tablespoons of the flax or chia. That's, in our recommendation, the easiest way to get them. Omega-9s, monounsaturated. This is your olive oil, your avocado. These fats are really good for cooking with. They give you a different type of fat. 
Um, and there's many different omega-9s and monounsaturateds that are healthy. I love extra virgin olive oil. I'm eating uh, avocados. I'm cooking with avocado oil. That's the number two fat. And the third one is coconut. Coconut is the healthiest saturated fat. A lot of people are trying to cut out saturated fat. For the most part, we should, but there are good saturated fats. These MCT fats, medium chain triglycerides. Again, I get those MCT from the source. Shredded coconut, I put this in my oatmeal. I put it in different foods, maybe on salad. Virgin coconut oil, also amazing, and it's good for your digestion, acid reflux, infl inflammation, pain, discomfort. So these are some of the top fats that if I'm saying what kind of fats do I need to add? Omega-3s, omega-9s, and then uh, coconut, which is a healthy saturated fat. Number two, the rock star. Everybody cares about proteins. You know, what proteins do I need to eat? Here's the bottom line. You can overconsume protein. And not a lot of people are talking about that. And if you overconsume protein, which are amino acids, it creates an acid environment. So you can see that connection. You overconsume protein, too much protein powder, too many protein uh, bars, or too much animal products. That, that gut gets weak. And that's why we're seeing alarming rates of allergies and inflammation and other issues. We're overconsuming protein because we think it's gonna make us look and be stronger. You don't need to overconsume protein. You can get protein from plants, animal. I do consume animal products, but here's kind of my rule of thumb for proteins and a better brain. Let's start organic, free range, local for our animal products if you consume animal products. Let's improve the quality. If you don't consume animal products, that's okay. And if you do, we just make an upgrade. Number two, whether you eat animal products or not, we need to cons consume most of our protein or a majority of our protein from plants. Nuts, seeds, broccoli, spinach, kale, these also have proteins. Chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds, these are nuts and seeds that also have protein. I made a shake, and my shake has frozen banana, uh, almond milk, chia seeds, cacao nibs, peanut butter, and I'm getting the protein from peanut butter and chia seeds. So you can find plant-based proteins I don't feel like you have to go full plant-based unless you want to, but finding the majority of your protein from a plant source. Spirulina chlorella is the largest protein plant or animal by weight, and so you start to connect the dot. And then number three, don't overconsume protein. You start consuming 30, 40, 50% of your calories from protein, these diets out there that we all have heard about, it creates an acid environment, which breaks down your gut health, your digestion, you might look good, you might be a little bit stronger, might have this high alert brain, but it's not a long-term strategy because once that gut breaks down, we're gonna have a long list of other issues. So approximately 25% of your calories from protein. Okay, I haven't had a carb since 2004. Check these out. He hasn't See had these? a carb since See these 2004. Boys? This is what I live with every day. I lather this up with keels in the shower. You wanna touch these bad boys? Sorry. Not so I had happen. a plate. It's my favorite clip because this is what we cut out, carbohydrates. And I'm saving the best for last. There's one thing leaving here today. You can't have good digestion without carbohydrates, which ultimately leads you can't have a good nervous system and the right mood. 
And so we're cutting out carbohydrates. Everyone's saying sugar's bad, shouldn't eat sugar, bananas and fruits, no good. Let's step back. What do carbohydrates do? Well, carbohydrates do three things. They give you energy, they give you antioxidants, and they give you fiber. They're very calming for the body. No other macronutrient or micronutrient does those things. Apples, fruit, uh, vegetables, legumes, sweet potatoes, baked potatoes, these are all healthy, complex carbohydrates. We now know the number four problem is carbohydrates stimulate serotonin. Without starchy carbohydrates, it's very hard for the body to produce enough serotonin. Serotonin makes us happy. It's a connection between our mood. And if you cut out carbohydrates, it's impossible to have those balanced neurotransmitters. Oatmeal is one of the most amazing foods for serotonin. Or there's a book called Potatoes and Prozac. Uh, starchy carbohydrates like potatoes are amazing for making us feel good. And so we gotta understand carbohydrates give you antioxidants. An apple, you bite into it, it oxidizes. This is critical for better internal health, which leads to better external health. Fiber, pre and probiotics, most of them come from carbohydrates. That's why a lot of people are supplementing because they're not eating enough fiber carbohydrates. They're your main energy source, the power of energy for how you feel, and they promote serotonin production. Don't cut out carbohydrates. You can look good. I'm not talking as much about look today, but more importantly, to feel and act your best requires these carbohydrates. I'll share with you this, this pyramid of how we teach nutrition. If you follow these steps, whether it's a physical issue, mental issue, most of the time the body can start to self-correct and heal the body. Food is, to me, the most powerful medicine. It might not work as fast as some other medicine, but it's really the source of how we can start for many conditions. Hydration, superfoods, what we need to add, making upgrades, using the food target, frequency, circadian rhythm fasting, uh, calories, making sure that we're not over consuming even some of the good stuff, and then the balance. That's the 80-20 rule. So this is my point today. I was so excited for this message. I deal with people every single day, and over the last six months, it's, it's gotten worse. Stress, anxiety, depression, mood issues, emotions, uh, focus challenges, this virtual world, working from home, it's a challenge. It's given us kind of a, you know, some roadblocks in 2020. But we gotta connect the gut to the brain and the brain to the gut and understand that the body's connected. It's not just the mind in isolation and the physical body in isolation, they're connected. And so looking at food, food is information and that information starts to control our genetics, starts to create a different response and more importantly, it starts to optimize how you act and how you feel. If you have any questions personally, we're here for you. This is my email. You can call us. If you come to our office, you can come to our office. We have social media, our website. Use us as a guide, use us as a resource. And I can't stress enough that most of the time, whether it's IBS or gout or Crohn's or autoimmune issues, if you put the body in the right condition, you can make and hopefully start to prevent some of these issues. So I have one last slide. 
And here's the key, eating for better mental health, you got food and mood, your energy. Let's look at your energy, where is it? Because without the energy that you think you need or have experienced before, you're probably not gonna have a good mood. Good digestion, healthy nervous system, and then macro, micronutrients, looking at these foods to heal the body in a way that you enjoy and can sustain. So whatever I talked about today that resonated, you gotta practice it, you gotta make mistakes. And if you do it, you'll start to develop these habits that you can do the rest of your life. My last message, and you've heard uh, whether it's my father, my sister, myself, Coach Tab, or just watched a video before, we believe behavior change is number one. Without behavior change, this is just information. And a big part of behavior change is finding your why, your driver, your emotional connection. We know we wanna feel better. We know we wanna maybe lose a couple pounds. None of us like to have digestive issues like IBS and uh, some autoimmune uh, problems. So you gotta find your emotional connection. These, this is my big driver, this is my reason why. I know when I feel better, I can give more. My kids, my family, I wanna be there for my kids, my grandkids, my great grandkids. But my message today, find your why. I think that's critically important. But sometimes we just have to say why not. 2020, if we don't feel how we think we should feel, let's start making a couple changes. Maybe we're gonna start eating some better carbohydrates or drink more water, or I'm gonna try that coconut oil or cod liver oil. Because why not? I hopefully connected the science, the art, your gut, your nervous system are connected, and why not use food for better mental health? So I'm gonna open up for q and I'll read the questions, use the chat box or the um, Q&A box. And again, thanks for spending your Friday with me. So the question is, why not peanuts? Um, I guess I don't know the full question. You can ask it again, but peanuts are, are one of the top allergies. What's well, a legume? So it's really hard on the digestion if you don't have proper digestion. So some people are born with peanut allergies. They're very serious. We gotta ask the question, why are we more allergic to peanuts? Or all things, corn, dairy? Well, it's because our digestion has gotten weaker which creates a different immune system. I didn't talk about the immune system much. So I think peanuts can be very healthy. Again, the quality, if you're allergic to peanuts, maybe we get better digestion, and maybe down the road we can handle some peanuts, or you do a different nut. And if you can't do tree nuts, then there's stuff like um, sunflower seeds. But peanuts, allergies, I think that was the point of your question, can be a good part of your diet, can be good for digestion, but they are hard to break down if you do have a weak digestion, so that's where people have some sensitivities. Sensitivities does not always mean allergies, but we confuse the two. If you're sensitive, it means that your body doesn't have the right stuff to break it down. Enzymes, the right bacteria, and so adding some of these foods we talked about can truly help that. I've heard that consuming cod liver oil prior to eating um, thins the blood. Yeah, so any omega-3, is an anticoagulant, a natural anti-inflammatory and blood thinner. But not at the level that we have to be worried unless you're already on a blood thinner medication. And that's where you're gonna to wanna to work with your doctor, have the right communication. Uh, any blood thinners are pretty serious drugs, so you're gonna already know what foods to avoid. 
But this is a natural anticoagulant. That's one of the benefits. It reduces inflammation. It thins your blood so your heart rate, blood pressure is not as elevated. So that's one of the powers of omega-3s. Yes, it does um, naturally thin your blood, which can be a good thing. Could you talk about the salt and also egg whites versus eggs? So yeah, great question. Should we cut out salt? No, salt is actually essential for us. And there's variations of salt. You have table salt, two ingredients, very acidic. That's what you see at most uh, restaurants and diners and in the grocery store. But then there's sea salt. And you have pink Himalayan sea salt and you have Celtic sea salt. But sea salt is minimally processed. So they're not adding anything back in. So this is more alkaline. It's coming from the sea, which we know is more alkaline. And this is actually good for us. So heart rate, blood pressure isn't a problem with salt. It's the quality of salt. It's the quality of food. And those issues are usually nervous system issues. Eggs, white versus whole, we got to eat the whole. And again, it gets back to the type of chicken and the type of egg. The better quality, the yolk is healthier, the, um, the sh shell is going to be stronger, and so that whole egg is going to be beneficial. A lot of people are concerned about the yolk. Well, that's where most of the nutrients are. You got some, some really healthy things, some healthy fats, if the chicken is eating the right fuel. And you can see when the yolk is bright and vibrant, you know that's probably a healthy chicken. When it's kind of gray and not as vibrant, um, those are the poor quality eggs. So I like the whole egg. About two eggs uh, it, to me is kind of a, a good amount for the day. If you're gonna consume more eggs, maybe you combine a little egg white with the whole egg, but I like whole eggs and we gotta get away from just the egg white. Do you recommend taking a multivitamin? My goal today was I don't know everything. I don't know everyone's conditions. I don't know everyone's um, history, uh, medications. I think multivitamins can play a role, but we, get a, we gotta get back to the basics. It's like the apple cider vinegar gummies. Does it have vitamins and minerals? Absolutely. But if we eat an apple, does it already have those vitamins and minerals? And is it gonna be better for our gut health, which creates better absorption? Absorption and consumption are not the same. I can give you 5,000 IUs of vitamin D3 does not mean you absorb it. And so if we can get some of these nutrients from food or even like the sun, it's better absorption, which cre creates better action and results. So I would start with the basics. And then if we're still having issues, we go to a whole food multivitamin versus synthetic. Great question. Any recommendations for improving eyesight, eye conditions? Yeah, we've heard of beta carotene, carrots, anything that has vitamin A, sweet potatoes, carrots, oranges, pumpkin. Uh, Omega-3s are really good for your eye uh, lubrication. So if it's dry eye, macular degeneration, there's a thing called type three diabetes, which is starting to show up in the, the brain and the eyes. So getting some of these nutrients that detoxify, reduce inflammation, but beta carotene is the best for eyesight, and then stepping away from a computer. We're overstimulated, our, our eyes are staring at technology, and so we gotta give these eyes a little break. Good question. 
What's the difference between cod liver oil and plant-based omegas? Yeah, plant-based omegas, flax, chia, they're gonna be more ALA, alpha-linolytic acid, versus DHA and EPA. So the combination, the three omega-3s we talk about, EPA, DHA, it's gonna usually come from fish, and then the ALA is gonna come from plant. Now the plant can convert, it's not as easy, and so when people are looking for results in our typical environment and lifestyle, you want the combination. You can get DHA and EPA from, from uh, types of algae, but those tend to be very um, expensive. But if you don't eat fish or animal products, you can get your omega-3s from plant. But the combination, the variation, just like I want you to eat apples and bananas and, and different uh, fruits and vegetables, same thing with your omega-3s. How do you get the food chart? I'll send everybody that's on this and everybody that registered the food target. It's on our website. How do you get recipes? We have a cookbook. My sister does videos. We have an app, tons of resources, again, on our website. But I'll send you what I believe is the key information for today's conversation. You have my email. Use us as a, as a guide. And remember, we're real people. You pick up the phone, you'll be surprised. You might talk to Chris or Don or Mark. Just depends who you wanna to talk to, but if you call us, we'll answer. Are there still prebiotics in cooked veggies? Yeah, there's still prebiotics in cooked veggies, but the key is, again, fiber, indigestible fiber needs to pass through the stomach to create those prebiotics. So the more fiber-rich foods, like a sweet potato, it's gonna get through the stomach, which is gonna create that environment for the prebiotics. But bananas, more of your raw fruits and vegetables are gonna be a little more powerful. Bananas, onions, uh, oatmeal, apples, these are gonna be the most powerful prebiotics. Great question, Taylor. My wife has anxiety, depression. I wanna encourage her to take small changes to diet. Which superfoods or foods would you start with? Let's not overwhelm anybody. So if your wife wasn't on this, maybe you want her to watch it. Because I know being the food police, uh, my, my in-laws, my family members, they don't want me to tell them what to eat. I want them to ask me what to do. And so when it comes internally, it's much more powerful. So share the video. But if there's a couple things to do, I would start with omega-3s. So to support the brain, that myelin sheath, the, the um, inflammation, reduce inflammation, gut health, the right communication, we need these omega-3s. 95% of people are deficient in omega-3s. We know mothers who are breastfeeding that are deficient in omega-3s create higher levels of depression and anxiety, and then it leads to their, their kids. So we've studied this, but now it's to connect the dots. So I'd start with omega-3s, cod liver oil, flax, chia, water, and then I would really focus on making sure we're getting calming carbohydrates, oatmeal, potatoes, these are foods, carbohydrates calm the body, and when we're running too fast, whether it's because processed foods or stress or thoughts and emotions, we need the calming side, and that's what carbohydrates do. So a couple different carbohydrates, water, omega-3 fats. Is a succinant better than sugar, I'm not pronouncing that right. I ha I'd, I've heard of it, I've had have to look it up. 
I'm not a big, uh, you know, against sugar. What I'm against is going far from the source. So if I'm gonna make cookies, I might use an organic sugar. I'm not gonna worry about replacing that sugar with something else, because I'm gonna have a cookie. But if I'm gonna have something like a cereal or a smoothie, and I want it a little sweeter, I might use honey, raw honey. Or I might use agave nectar. Or I might um, use some fruits that are naturally sweet. So the closer I go to the source, I'm not gonna need as much uh, sugary, sweeteners or I don't drink coffee but if I did maybe I'll put a better sweetener in there so I would get closer to the source for sweet and then when you're using sugar just get better sugar and it's about a moder um, moderation and balance don't feel like you got to always give up sugar it's just we need to consume less of this type of processed sugar peanut butter better or worse um, versus almond or cashew. I would say peanut butter is middle of the road. I consume a lot of peanut butter. I like it, I like the taste, it's easy to find. Natural peanut butter is always the key and if you can get organic so it's not genetically modified. But almond uh, butter is probably gonna be a little more nutritious. Cashew butter, there's tons of different options. I like natural, one ingredient, nut butter, whatever, whatever nut you like. You don't need added oils or sugar or other um, salts just go to natural if you can um, do you recommend a food or natural supplement to take to relaxation sleep so I didn't talk about melatonin or uh, magnesium supplements again these nutrients can be produced naturally now if you need a little kick how do I uh, stimulate a little more melatonin? Well, maybe I don't look at my device before bed. It starts to create that circadian rhythm. Maybe I'm getting outside and get some sunlight so my pineal gland can absorb the, the, can sense the sun to produce natural melatonin. Or maybe I'm doing Epsom salt baths, which are high in magnesium, or consuming chia seeds that have magnesium. You can get most nutrients. And again, I'll repeat this. You can get most of these natural nutrients that support the body better versus supplementation. Um, occasionally, we're gonna wanna, you know, maybe use some whole food supplementation if there's some severe issues. But what I found is most of the time, it's maybe I'm getting a little more rest, stillness, quiet time, moving my body, sunlight, water, food. These things are powerful over the supplements if possible. I recently read Super Life by Darren Olin, and a lot, if not all, of what you said today is in harmony with his view. Have you read it? And if so, was there anything you disagreed with? I haven't read it. I'll check it out. Um, again, what we're talking about is, is kind of the principles. It's like gravity. They won't change. They should be what we teach everybody. We should teach people in school that uh, an apple is gonna be one of the best things for gut health. Um, I was uh, with a buddy the other day and I asked him when's the last time he had a, an apple and he looked at me crazy, he hasn't had one in a month and he struggles with ADHD and some other mental issues and so the connection isn't there. And I was told as a, as a young kid and I am today that ADHD and struggle to focus and pay attention, well, I'll just be honest, when I eat the right foods, I can focus better, my mind works better. So 
Um, I think there's a lot of information out there that's great. It's simple stuff. I hope, hopefully there's other books and people saying the same message. So I'll have to check that out. Foods to enhance sight, uh, beta carotene, anything orange or, uh, you know, uh, vitamin A. So sweet potatoes, oranges, pumpkin, carrots. These are going to be great for sight. And then getting off the technology. We're just not designed to be this close to a blue lit device. So giving those eyes some, some rest. Couple more questions. How about dark chocolate? Yeah, cacao nibs. I didn't talk about it much today. This is kind of the sixth superfood we talk about, real chocolate. And these are cacao nibs. Could get cacao powder, highest source of magnesium, which allows us to relax. It's also got a natural um, kind of stimulant, similar to caffeine, but without the, the spike and the decrease. So cacao nibs is real chocolate. Once you start adding fats and oils and butters and sugars, that's what creates chocolate. So this is real chocolate. Um, dark chocolate, if you're getting high quality, can be a, a nice option for magnesium. Um, these are great things for, for your mood as well. What's a good remedy to getting any away from sugar? I have arthritis and I want to eat better. Yeah, arthritis, inflammation. Um, again, get back. Can I get some of these anticoagulant, anti-inflammatory foods? Vitamin C from lemons and limes and citrus fruits. Um, the more we start to eat more whole foods with fiber and minerals, apples and um, vegetables and, and fruits, we start to crave less of this artificial stuff. Well, this stuff's designed to get us addicted. And so when we move away, we crave it less. Again, it's about balance. I love sweets. And so at night I use uh, dark cherries, sweet dark cherries, no added uh, sugars that are frozen. They're very sweet. They're soothing for that, that sweet tooth. Maybe I'm doing a handful of raisins or figs or dates. There's many ways to satisfy our sweet tooth. And then occasionally that 20%, we're gonna have a cake, a piece of cake, or dessert or ice cream. Again, 80-20 rule, if we can get 80% of our food, we don't have to cut out all sugars, all sweets, and we can get the, the results. I'll answer one more question. It's top of the hour. I recorded this, I'll share it, I'll send it. My ask to you, share this with others. There's so many issues with mental health. There's 400 and I think 58 people that registered today. We need to help the world. We're not as happy, we're not as healthy, and food is a big, powerful medicine. Last question. What's a good remedy? Uh, that was, I just asked that. What are your thoughts on honey? I love raw honey. It's probably the number one sweetener I use. Uh, I use it in a, a ton of recipes. But raw honey looks and responds different than processed honey. So the raw honey I get, it's unpasteurized raw honey. It's cloudy. It's thick. Once it gets heated up, it melts. But processed honey is going to be very thin. You're going to remove some of the enzymes and good bacteria and some other nutrients. So raw honey, I totally believe in. Processed honey that's in a package that you can squeeze that's very thin, that's going to be more processed honey. Remember, it's a sweetener. You can overconsume it, but you don't need a lot of honey to make things sweet. Your guys' questions were amazing. I see 23 other questions that I didn't get to, intermittent fasting. Shoot me an email, use our community, send us an, uh, a note, 
make a phone call, use our website. I'll try to answer as many of these questions if there's a combination via email. And have a great weekend. Remember, eating and food is a powerful medicine and it really can help us be happier and healthier.